listening to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD, a Lava Ridge counseling podcast connecting home and school and helping to create a bright future for your students. Hello and welcome back to episode episode number 10 with Mr. LD and Mrs. J. Happy 2021, Tanya. How are you yeah, doing? Yeah, happy 2021 to you too. I'm glad to have 2020 behind us. I know, that's for sure. We're, we're looking forward to starting this new year, continuing our school year, obviously, with your students. Today was our first day back and it was fun to see the kids and hear about their Christmas breaks and just all the fun things they did and presents maybe they got and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's always fun that energy comes back mm-hmm, into the school mm-hmm. and we get pumped up and excited to start working on things that are important to us. For sure. And so today we're talking about our next counselor lessons we're doing with our, our students. So sixth grade, the one I'm doing is another one of our C's of resiliency and it's it's character. And then Tanya's going to kind of talk about healthy relationships a little bit yep. with friendships and just all the ins and outs of relationships. Another so, big decision that kids are making in these this decade of decisions that yeah. we talk about. And I and I love character as you know, kind of starting the year here. You know, New Year with New Year's goals and resolutions. Mm-hmm. Character is about who you are, right? And and kind of what. I, I mean, there's a lot of quotes and things. I, I work into this lesson with students, but I, I love this one. And it's kind of cliche even at this point. We've all heard it before, but just kind of set the tone for it. The, um, watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become a habit. Watch your habits. They become a character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. I love that. And, and I love that idea because all those little things, kind of like drops in a bucket, you know, those those little drips, those those big splashes, whatever they are, they add up to who we are. Mm-hmm. And 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 at the sixth grade level, our students, your children, are are making those little drips of of who they are, what kind of character they're forming, what their destiny is, and and so much of what we talk about as counselors and in these lessons and in our one on one and group counseling are those things is forming character, what kind of relationships they have, what kind of friends they're going to be, what kind of children they're going to be to, to their parents, mm-hmm. and, and, and all of that sets a tone for their character. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that we visit, we revisit often, and, and even in the seventh grade lessons, we'll ask, ask them to always be mindful of what kind of person they want to be and what their end goals are in life and what kind of future they envision for themselves because it's it's not just you don't just wake up one day and be that person mm-hmm. you have to be doing things to kind of start down that path so that you can end up where you want to be eventually for sure and and I one of the things I kind of point out in that is our character is defined by what we do when we think no one is looking I you know that. which is 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 I'd say more and more critical all the time with technology and all the, you know, cell phones and and stuff we talk about a lot on this podcast, but it becomes more and more, it's a more of an intricate part of all of our lives. You know, what, Mm -hmm. what you do on the internet, what kind of things you look up, what do you say about other people when you could be anonymous, I I say in quotes, you know, on, on comment sections and that kind of stuff. But so much for these students as well, you know, when none of their friends are around, you know, what kind of person are they to people that are different? You know, if there's a kid in the hall that is looking sad and kind of like they need someone to just say a kind smile or a kind word, 
are they somebody that kind of steps up and, and offers that kindness? Or are they someone that pretends out to see and walks the other way or maybe even snickers or laughs at them, you know? Yeah, and we see so many examples of that, of, of good examples totally. of kids at our school that are really doing that. And so it's so nice to see. We we try to give these kids their, you know, the guidelines and the and the kind of guiding principles, but but we see this all the time. So we know that you as parents are doing a really great job of teaching your kids the way to be compassionate and empathetic and, yeah. and reach out to kids. No, I, I, I totally agree. And, it, and it's through your modeling, of course, what you explicitly teach them, but also your behavior. And mm-hmm. we know, just like what you said, Tanya, that you guys are, for the most part, none of us are perfect. Let's be clear about that. But you're doing a great job because we see that in our halls at our school. We do. That, that students do reach out to each other, that they they lean towards kindness and, 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 and reaching out and doing good rather than bad. But again, just kind of explicitly teaching that in this lesson. I one of the things I often visit with students about. I it's kind of a, a parable, I guess, a, a Native American parable about the idea that we all have two wolves inside of us. You know, one is kind of a. a a bad dark wolf, one that's fear and, and anger and hatred and, and sadness. And then and, and we all have this other wolf that's goodness and hope and love and happiness and joy and laughter. Mm-hmm. And, and there are, these wolves are always fighting inside of us. We, we, this constant battle and we decide which one's going to win by which one we feed. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that idea. So it's so often it's easy in my experience as a counselor, honestly, the, the, one of the biggest struggles students deal with commonly is their own inner critic, you know, and mm-hmm. beating themselves up. Not necessarily that they're being bullied at home or at school, but in their own mind. You know, right. they could, and, and we all struggle with this. We could be our harshest critics. I say stuff in my mind to myself that I would never say to anyone else, yeah, you know, I about my parenting or counseling or whatever it is. And, and kind of helping students see, you know, again, this goes back to character, but focusing on the good, you know, those, those small drips, you know, instead of being critical to ourselves and saying, you know, oh, you're so bad, you know, maybe they got a bad score on the test. And instead of beating themselves up and saying, you're so stupid, why, why did you mess that up? Just looking at the positive and saying, oh, yeah, that was kind of rough. I kind of messed up. I didn't study as much as I should, or, or maybe I need some extra help from my family or my teacher but focusing on the good and, 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 and not getting a big head by any means, but, you know, just focusing on those those positive, loving, kind things and, and what they take in, you know, the media they consume, their thoughts they have and, and the conversations they have with friends and family. All of that adds up to the character that they're developing. Yeah, there's one theoretical approach that calls those negative thoughts stinking thinking. I like you know, that. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the kids relate, relate to that too. I have a little thing on my desk that I use where you can – like look up the stinking thinking thought and and there's an alternate thought so that oh, you cool. can replace those. So instead of like I'm not good enough, you can be like I haven't learned that yet, mm. right? Or you can you can change that thought and it really is your thoughts that control your emotions and yeah. your behaviors and so it's it's so related. And so if you can learn to really monitor your thoughts and change those thoughts, then you yeah, know, you can do a lot with that. Yeah, and then cha- like going back to that original quote, you know, that we change our destiny through that. And it's one day at a time, you know, nobody's on, especially in sixth grade, on a track for, you know, ultimate success or ultimate failure, but Absolutely. but it's building that stuff when they have total flexibility, honestly. And, and we know not all students 
are born with an equal hand. You know, some students come from, you know, very supportive, loving, you know, families with with a lot of resources where others don't. Mm -hmm. And and but in both cases, they have power to to change that character and change who they are. What the kind of the another thought that I touch on in this lesson, kind of my last one for for today, and it, and it's I I love it because it's kind of kind of controversial at first when you hear it, but I I totally break it down so it's not. But I I love talking about you know the Christian idea of the two great commandments, you know, love God and love your neighbor. How I think that's the greatest way for happiness and in character building. And I'm very explicit and clear with my students that, you know, loving your neighbor, that's easy. You know, your kids in the hall, your people in your family, people you see, that you love others and, and treat them with kindness, that's going to help you be more happy. The love God, obviously, you know, that has religious overtones and, and can be somewhat controversial. But I, I'm very explicit that with that, the idea is love, find something bigger than you. It could be God if, if you're religious and spiritually inclined. If you're not, it could be art. It could be music. It could be nature. It could be causes that you and your family are passionate about. But it could be education, right? Mm -hmm. But f finding things that are bigger than you, because it's so easy to just kind of fall into that, you know, thinking the world, especially at this age, revolves around us. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that is not healthy. It's not good for mental health. So, again, that idea of, of finding, loving others, treating others with kindness and empathy and compassion and finding something, whether that's, you know, again, God, I put quotes, but finding something mm -hmm. greater than you that you could, you know, put your energy behind and realize that there's things, ideas, beauty in this world greater and bigger than you that you can, you know, get excited about and get into. And that helps build your character as well. Yeah. Kids, especially this age, spend so much time, don't you think, just kind of focused internally. Yeah. And so that's just a way to encourage them to like, look up, look mm -hmm. around, look, look outside of yourself yeah. and see what, what needs to be seen. I'll give kids a big list. I've got a big, like two page list of activities. I might've talked about this before on the podcast, but, but I love that because a lot of times kids, haven't even thought about the different mm -hmm. ways that they could get outside of themselves. They could go for a hike. They could go for a walk. They could write a letter. They could write music. I mean, mm -hmm. there's just so many different things that, that can give kids a sense of purpose. And then that in turn can reinforce that idea of who, who do they want to be? Yeah. Who do they want to become? And then they can start to work towards that, uh, using that interest or that activity as a vehicle to get there and to really start to define themselves, which is really what totally. we want. And, and that's what, all of us at this age, you know, sixth, seventh grade are kind of doing, figuring out who you want to be and what mm -hmm. you're passionate about, and especially pursuing those positive aspects that, that you know, feed that happiness and that love and that, mm -hmm. that goodness that we all, you know, in, innately have inside, that good wolf, you know, to Absolutely. go back to that. And, and, and healthy relationships are an important part of that to transition sure. to yours. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that wolf story. That's one of my favorites. And I, I think it's a good image for kids, too, as we're talking to them, that they can really imagine that uh, that fight that's taking place. Because mm -hmm. I think we can all relate to that, that sometimes we have, you know, push-pull and mm -hmm. we have to try to decide and make a decision or we're tempted to do one thing or the other. And so I think that's a great way to explain that. So yeah, healthy relationships. Um, so, you know, seventh grade is kind of an awkward time to start talking about relationships, mm -hmm. but it is not too early. <laughs> we definitely are seeing kids at the school that are starting to explore relationships. They're, they're 
crushing hard on each other <laughs> and they've, you know, they're on Instagram and they're on some of the social media platforms and it's, it's definitely something that's worthy of being addressed at this age. Um, we try to keep it age appropriate, mm -hmm. whatever we talk about, we try to keep it really, um, on grade level. But the reason that we feel like the healthy relationships is one of these six big decisions that the kids have is because it's really at this age that when they're first start showing interest that they're starting to like set expectations mm. of what kind of relationship they want to be Definitely. in. Uh, they're getting pressure maybe from other kids to be a part of that whole world. Mm. And so sometimes that can be scary because they're uh, starting to uh, delve into things that are way too mature for them <laughs> and they need some uh, guidance in those mm -hmm. ways. And so we just want to talk to them. And I, uh, in the past, I brought in a guest speaker from uh, one of the state uh, agencies. I'm trying to think of which one. Anyway, uh, she's really great. She comes mm -hmm. in and she talks uh, to our students about these health relationships. And, and so I'm trying to get that set up this time again. But uh, if not, it'll be me teaching mm -hmm. it. And so we'll, uh, we'll explore some of those things. And I just want the kids to know that, just like Jared was saying, that it starts with having that future mm -hmm. mindset. Who, not only who do you want to be, but what kind of a relationship do you want to have? What Definitely. kind of a life do you want to be living as you think about your future? And then you need to be aware of some of the... Um, kind of the pitfalls of relationships. And, you know, as older people, as adults, we we all know what these are. You know, you get into maybe a more manipulative relationship or you get into a relationship with someone who wants to be more physical than you do mm -hmm. or you get into relationships that are just negative or mm -hmm. toxic, right? And so it's really important that, that kids hear from parents as well about, like, what are some of the things that make a good, healthy relationship? And if you can, use your own relationships as examples and yeah. use your own marriage as examples or your own family dynamic as an example of what what to do most of the time but also maybe what mm -hmm. not to do I have a lot of what not to do yeah, in my yeah. in my family and so we we could talk about those things and I think that is really the key piece is that it's not just something that we kind of think oh look how cute they're getting into relationships <laughs> or they're sending notes or they're holding hands but recognize that this can really be uh, a pivotal point yeah. in a life and if they you know do get into a, a a relationship that's not good for them or if they get into something like early pregnancy or mm -hmm. something that it really can take them in a direction that they never thought that they would go yeah, so it's, sure. it's an important thing to talk about and an important thing to um especially hear from parents mm -hmm. so parents you know you are the number one influence on your kids you really have so much of of uh so much gravitas uh, mm -hmm. with the, these kids. They want to listen to you and they want to hear what you have to say. And, and, um, it always works best. I'll say if you are coming from a place of love mm -hmm. and wanting to connect with your mm -hmm. student, um, I know I have in my own family, I could tell stories about, you know, parents threatening and scaring mm -hmm. and, you know, telling, trying to control that so tightly that the kids like almost yeah. automatically want to rebel. And so I feel like that uh, that can make things worse. Yeah. But it's also kind of second nature yeah, to absolutely. parents. Sometimes we get scared. We we think about some of these things and we're like, oh, it scares us. Mm -hmm. And and so we know that fear, you know, 
is an underlying emotion <laughs> when it comes to anger. And that yeah. we, often we feel anger because we're trying to like hide that fear yeah. that we feel. So, so that's, you know, that's normal. That's mm-hmm. natural for parents to be scared or to feel fear. But I, I promise that if you'll approach this topic with your kids from a place of love and a place of like, let's just talk and mm-hmm. being open to it, then your kids will know that they can come to you and talk to you about these totally. things in the future. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that openness is so critical and, and, and it is hard. It, like you said, there, there's a lot of fear around the subject mm-hmm. and, and relationships, friendships and romantic relationships, Both, yeah. but it, that non judgmental, so they will approach you. Right. If they open up to you about something and your first reaction is anger or, you know, obviously fear they're going to retreat a little bit and not be as open with you but i it's such a tricky balance and it's, and, and, and it because it's important that they can trust you and you could be non-judgmental and loving and open but at the same time they're sixth seventh grader eighth graders and they do need boundaries and they expectations and, yeah, they and as counselors we see both extremes For where sure. you know students don't have a lot of boundaries and mm-hmm you know, maybe too much, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's a tricky, and it, the best, one of the coolest things and toughest things about humans is we're all different, right? And situational and every family's different. So yeah. figuring out, you know, what, where that kind of fine boundary and line is for And it's yours. okay to make mistakes. Like totally. it's okay if, if you, you know, overreact maybe mm-hmm. the first time and you think, oh, I should have handled that differently. It's good for kids to see parents like come back and say, you know, I handled that a little badly. Let's talk again. Let's, let's figure this out. And I think that that's one of the best things you can do because then you're modeling, not only are you modeling, you know, the, the correct way to communicate, but you're also modeling the way to persevere through a Mm -hmm. mistake or, or to overcome something that maybe was different instead of just like leaving it where it is, you can come back and say, Oh, let's try that again. No, I love that. that So, but, uh, in our lesson, we'll talk, like you said, about boundaries. We'll talk about, and that, like you said, again, can be, romantic relationships or just friends you know we have a lot of drama at the school Mm -hmm. we have a lot of bullying we have a lot of uh you know uh relational kinds Mm -hmm. of things going on all the time and so it's good for kids to know that they can tell other people how they feel Mm -hmm. and set those expectations and say hey don't talk to me that way Mm -hmm. don't yell at me don't do those things I, I don't allow people to treat me that way and that's a good boundary that for kids to just start going forward with because a lot of times the the transition from being a very young child into being kind of a younger adult uh you know the young children think that they have to do what people the older Mm -hmm. ones tell them to do or what their friends tell them to do or they're very compliant they want to be they want to fit in right Mm -hmm. and and that doesn't change as you get to sixth and seventh grade but they all they do start to have more autonomy where they mm-hmm. can say, nope, that's not going to be, my friends don't treat me that way, yeah. right? And they can kind of draw that line in the sand and then they can start to make decisions. I think that's one of the reasons that at our age group, we start to see kids uh, group themselves mm-hmm. differently. So kids that have come up through elementary school and they've been, you know, a big group of friends or everyone's kind of friendly towards each other then they get to this age and we start to see them splinter off into little groups is because of partly because they're learning those relationship yeah. dynamics and what they're, what they're willing to put up with and what they're willing to, to give away so that they can be happy and at peace. Right. Mm-hmm. So we talk about all of that and we talk about the boundaries that, that they set. And of course we're in big groups when we do these lessons. And so there's not a lot of, um, you know, one-on-one interaction with kids, but we just want to give them this information, this food for thought so that they can start to process and start to think about what they would like coming Mm -hmm. down the road. The decade of decisions, 12 to 22, 
um, there's a lot of opportunities in there <laughs> to, to make mistakes, to try different relationships, mm-hmm. to figure out what works and figure out what doesn't work. And so uh, the beginning is the best place to start, yeah. right? Because then you can move forward with that goal in mind that you want to have the healthiest kind of relationship that you can have, whether it's romantic or not, and just... Uh, make sure that you, because you know who you are and what who you want to be and what kind of relationship you want to have, that you let that guide and direct you down your relationship paths. Yeah, totally. And 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 yeah, this is the time to start. And and kind of going back to that resiliency that we learn through our failures, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, we don't want big failures, but inevitably, in any relationship. We, we all did that, you know, when we were adolescents For at sure. this age, you know, with, with friends or crushes we had, you know, we, mm-hmm. we learn and grow from those things. And, and then that goes back to that resiliency and, and keeping that growth mindset that we could grow yeah. and kind of learn from it and go forward. Yeah. Communication is always the, the main key part of that. And, and the resiliency is another part piece of that. And so, yeah, I think it's a great conversation for parents to have both be both on character and with the healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about um, setting those goals yeah. for the future totally. and trying to head in that direction ultimately. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today in our in our 10th episode here. One other note we wanted uh, you to be aware of, January is when we start looking toward registration for next year. So that's exciting and crazy that, you know, here we are at the beginning of the, the new year and we're looking toward seventh and eighth grade. But just heads up that we will be doing that soon with your students. Um, yeah, watch the, for those emails because yep, yep. it'll probably be a virtual process because of Corona this year. Correct. Uh, we're going to be reaching out quite a bit through emails and having, you know, electronic forms to fill mm. out. So watch for those. And if you have any questions, just call the school and we're happy to help and and answer anything you might have and walk you through the process if you need it. Yeah. And as always, we we appreciate and love your students and, and we're here for you as well. So don't hesitate to reach out. Absolutely. Have a great week, you guys. Thank you.